You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fulford, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Hello, hello, this is Lee Fuller, and you're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast. I'm so glad you're here, and today we're talking about success. Listen, I want to show you how to guarantee, listen to me, guarantee success in 2023 and beyond. Hey, this is Lee Bible in Real Life. If you have been watching us for some time, um, welcome back. Um, we are in a new year, and I'm excited about what God is going to be doing in this new year. If you are new to us, make sure you're following us on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. Also, this year, boop, 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 got an announcement. Hey, this year we'll be uploading the podcast and different things to video as well. So you'll be able to go to the YouTube channel, the Bible in Real Life uh, YouTube channel, and you'll be able to see some of the uh, expansion. You'll be able to see me. I don't know if you've ever seen me, but you probably have if you're following us on any of the video platforms. But um, the YouTube channel is an addition. We're continuing to expand and, and grow, and we want to see success as well in 2023 uh, and beyond, right? So uh, again, this is Lee. Welcome to Bible and Real Life Podcast, and let's get into it. Today, we're going to talk about how to guarantee, so a guaranteed way to be successful in 2023 and beyond, all right? So let's get it. Now, should this be something that we uh, even aspire to, right? Because <clears throat> I was Lee. You're like, I know there's some of you out there. Hey, Lee, um, I've, I've been reading my Bible because I'm supposed to, Bible in real life. And in Psalms, it talks about beware of selfish ambition. Uh-oh. Uh, not Psalms, Philippians. Philippians, beware of selfish ambition. So should I even desire to be successful? Should I even desire um, to, to, to have success? Well, let's, let's look at this. Um, so the verse uh, definitely talks about selfish ambition, and that's where we can kind of, uh, kind of get, get hairy, meaning success. Is success in itself a good thing? Is success a good thing? Well, yes, okay? Um, but uh, the definition of success, so let's look at what Webster's says that success is, and then we'll look at um, the word behind success in the Bible. So if we look at the definition for success, um, success is defined as the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, right? Um, the uh, <clears throat> the good outcome of an undertaking. So if you desire <coughs> or attempt to do something, and if you accomplish it, you will, you have technically reached success. So wait a minute. Success isn't good or bad. Success depends on the object. Yes. Okay. So if you desire to have a, a, a loving marriage, a loving, supportive, romantic marriage, if you accomplish it, accomplish that, then you have reached success. You have accomplished your aim or your purpose. 
Hey, if you desire to graduate high school or continue to, to uh, graduate school or college, if you accomplish that, you go on and graduate, you have accomplished a level of success. So that's not bad. That's not a bad thing at all. However, if your desire is to, hey, I want to be the biggest and baddest influencer on the internet so that I can be the biggest and baddest influence on the internet. Well, reaching that sounds like selfish ambition, right? So reaching that goal would be a selfish goal. So then success would be wrong. Hey, I want to, um, I want to be the biggest, baddest criminal, right? Or I want to um, have, I set my goal to sleep with X amount of women, blah, 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 right? These are horrible goals, right? So to be successful at these things are a horrible thing. Does that make sense? So if today we're going to talk about being successful, we're going to look at, hey, how do we accomplish godly goals, godly objectives? So then in reaching the objective, it's something that's God honoring, God pleasing, and successful. Okay. So I hope you understand that. Um, in this society, it's like, hey, you got to go get it. You got to grind. You got to be successful. Rise and grind and be, grise, rise and grind and be successful. And there are some Christians that'll push back and be like, mm, maybe you don't want to be successful. It depends on what success is. Success is accomplishing a goal right? Hey, I would like to reach hundreds and thousands and 10,000s of people with the gospel, right? Whoa, that's a worthy goal. And it should be something that other Christians are cheering you on like, oh, I really hope you reach success. Does that make sense? So that is number one, the first point. <clears throat> success itself can be ambiguous, right? Because it's just reaching the goal. If you have a good goal, if you have a God-honoring goal, if you have a wise goal, then being successful is a good thing. If you have a detrimental goal, hey, if your goal is to steal somebody else's wife and you succeed at it, you were successful, but at a wrong goal. A good friend of mine used to, she would always open up her speech. She's the master builder. Um, she would always open up her speeches and she would say how I climbed the ladder of success. And I, when I reached the top of the ladder of success, I realized that I was on the wrong wall. Too many times we try to climb the ladder of success. And when we get there, we find out we're at the wrong wall. There's no point in being on top of the wrong place, right? So if money in itself is your goal, if greed and the love of money is your goal, you'll reach to the top and others will say, man, he's successful because he got all this money. However, riches are fleeting, right? So you've been successful at the wrong thing. Uh, so were you really successful, right? So let's. I wanted to clarify that. So that's point one. Success means a uh, good success is reaching a good goal, <laughs> right? Um, so how do we develop success? So when I look in scripture, I do see 
Um, sometimes it's translated success uh, and it's translated other ways and other locations. And we're going to get into that. So let's go over to Joshua. Joshua chapter one. Most people understand this and most people are familiar with this passage. So in Joshua chapter one, verses 17. So we'll start here at 17. Uh, I mean, Joshua 1, 7, it says, only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all that the law or all the law that Moses, my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that ye may have good success. There's our word, good success. Um, and that word success means to have accomplished or have succeeded, right? So what was the prerequisite for that success? Well, the prerequisite for that success was doing what God calls you to do. And I like how the Bible highlights it. And it's like, you know what? There's good success. And I believe that contrasts the negative success that we talked about earlier, right? So when we focus on God's word, when we um, obey the law, we will have good success. I want to go continue. Um, it says, verse eight, this book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. There's our word again. There's our word, good success, to have success, to understand, to comprehend. Okay. So, um, hold on, let me go make sure, go back to my camera, go back to my camera. Where's my camera? Um, so <clears throat> the first way to guarantee good success is <clears throat> being careful to do what the Bible says, right? Um, he told Joshua, be careful to do all that Moses commanded you, right? In the law and to meditate on it day and night. If you're going to have good success, you really have to develop a godly mentality. Um, a worldly mentality can get you worldly success. However, for the believer, for those of us that want to live a life that's pleasing uh, to God, then creating that mentality that's found in scripture, obeying the word of God gives us good success. And the Bible says we should meditate on it day and night. You should be thinking about, wow, you know, God's word is so rich and so deep. So as I continue to think about it, it develops my mentality, right? So if you spend all day listening to the motivational gurus, blah, 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 um, some you'll get some pretty good information and you might get motivation, right? But when you meditate on God's word, it gets inside of your spirit. It gets inside of your mind and you start to see things from godly, uh, the godly perspective. And he says, if you do that, then you'll have good success. One thing that I think is so amazing is the God that created the world communicated with us, communicated his thoughts, his ideas with us. And he's like, hey, you know what? If you meditate on my word, you can have good success. You can comprehend, you can excel, and you can succeed in reaching, um, reaching the objectives. Because as you meditate on me, 
your objectives will be in line with this godly mentality that you find in God's word. All right. So <clears throat> you want to guarantee success? Develop a godly mentality. So Joshua 1, 7 and 8 ought to help you with that. So um, there's another guy in the Bible in Genesis chapter 39. Now, I thought this was interesting. So if I go to Genesis chapter 39, I read, you know, Bible scholars, we know that we're in the middle of Joshua at that point, right? We're Not Joshua. <laughs> uh, Bible scholars are like, wrong, Lee, that's not Joshua. Right. Um, at that point, we're in the middle of the life of Joseph. And when we study the life of Joseph, we see something pretty amazing. Let's look at it. Genesis chapter 39. Uh, verses two is where we're going to go, but we're going to start at one. Then Joseph had been brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had brought him to the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there, right? Verse two, the Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man and he was in the house of the Egyptian master. Whoa, whoa. So let's look at this success again. Right. So when we look at this success um, to force entry, to cut through, to rush, to succeed or be successful. Now, it says Joseph was a successful person. But did you see why he was successful? Joseph, it says the Lord was with Joseph. So when you start stringing this together, when we're looking at a method to guarantee success, we see that we should be in God's word, meditating on it day and night. And you know what that creates? You know what that does? That ensures that the Lord is with us. The Bible says the Lord was with Joseph and Joseph was successful. So if we want to be successful, we need to make sure and do everything we can to make sure that the Lord is with us, to make sure that we're obeying God's word and that the Lord is with us. And what I like about that, oh, I'm about to preach. I'm trying to teach it, but every now and again, I may have to shout, right? <laughs> he says, Joseph was in Potiphar's house in Egypt and was still successful. Some people believe that I can only be successful in certain circumstances. Hey, Lee, you don't know the job that I'm in because in this job, I cannot be successful. I cannot cut through. I cannot be successful because of all the opposition. That's where I am. Joseph was in Egypt. Joseph was a slave in Egypt. Joseph was in Potiphar's house. But the Bible says the Lord was with him and he was successful. I remember being overseas in the military. So we're in Iraq and I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I doing here? You know what I'm saying? Can I, um, <laughs> yes, I want to fight for my country, but I also wanted the college money. So I got the college money and it was like, hey, you got to fight for your country, right? So I'm in Iraq. <laughs> um, but one thing I made sure to do was make sure that the Lord was with me. And because the Lord was with us, we had success in the missions that we went to accomplish. Success can be had in various environments and situations and circumstances. Why? Not because you're so smart and powerful, but because the Lord is with you. So when you meditate on God's word, when you seek to do all that's in God's word, 
The Lord will be with you and you will have success. I hope you're getting these keys to success. Um, the other, another reason, so there's another person in scripture that experienced success. So what I did was I did a search to see, hey, where is success found in the Bible? So we see it in Genesis. We see it in Joshua. And there's this guy, there's this guy in first Chronicles. There's this guy in first Chronicles 22, chapter 22, um, first Chronicles chapter 22. And why is it taking so long for me to type Chronicles? Probably because uh, I'm not in Chronicles all the time. And <laughs> sometimes it's a little hard to find Chronicles. All right. Second Chronicles 22. And I want to talk to you about a guy named Solomon. All right. So when I talk to you about this guy named Solomon, you got to understand that that Solomon, David's son. So David charged Solomon to, you know what? Let's read it. Let's read it. You know, we got the Bible open anyway. Might as well, it's Bible in real life. So let's read it in real life. So um, 1 Chronicles 22, let's look at six. And then he called for Solomon, his son, and charged him to build a house for the Lord, the God of Israel. David said to Solomon, my son, I had it in my heart to build a house in the name of the Lord, my God. But the word of the Lord came to me and said, I have shed much blood and have waged great wars. Um, you should not build a house to my name because you've shed so much blood for me on the earth. Listen, God told David, hey, David, don't make this a goal. Don't make this your objective because you're not going to be able to do it. But here is what I am going to do. Um, you shall not build a house in my name. Uh, verse verse eight. You should not build a house in my name because you shed too much blood. Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest. And I will give him rest from all the surrounding enemies for his name shall be Solomon. And I will give peace and quiet in the days of Israel. He will build a house for my name. He shall be my son. I will be his father and I will establish his royal throne forever. Verse 11. Now, my son, the Lord be with you so that you may succeed in building the house. Succeed to be successful, right? So <clears throat> you get this? This is another key point. This is another key point. This point is when you walk in what God has called you to do, you will be successful, okay? God told David, hey, Solomon is going to build my house. God told Solomon, you will succeed in building my house. You see that? When you walk in line with what my word says, you will be successful. Oh, well, that sounds a lot like Joshua. Hey, Joshua, if you walk in the words of the law I gave Moses and meditate day and night, you'll be successful. That sounds a lot like Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. We see that Joseph um, lived a life honorable to God's word. And then we see Solomon. God says, hey, Solomon, you will succeed in building the temple. Why? Because God said that Solomon will build the temple. Are you see? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? In order to guarantee success, you line up 
with what God's word says, because God is not a man that he should lie. Too many times we come up with our own idea. We set our aims for success, not based on God's word or relationship with him. And then we wonder why it's not successful. Too many times we set a path and we say, Lord, bless my plan. Lord, bless me. Uh, I got this idea. Can you bless this? And we see in scripture that God said, hey, you know what? Uh, Listen to my word. Do what my word says. Do what I have already called you to do and you will be successful. You know what? I, I found... Now, this one is a little different because in Daniel, let's go to another um, element. So when I was doing my search, it, I came across Daniel. Now, here's what why Daniel is a little different when reading in the um, Daniel, Daniel chapter six, Daniel chapter six. And let's go verses 28 and see what at, how this relates to Daniel. So, and I want you to see this because as I was looking at it, I saw this and I said, well, why did my search lead me to Daniel 6, 28? It says, so this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. So the first thing I want to want you to see is that his reign or his, his, um, his prospering was continual. His prospering wasn't just for a limited uh, set of time. It said he prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus. So if you want long lasting success, if you want to prosper for a long time, well, Lee, well, what happened before that? Because you started in 28. Before that was the, the lion's den. So Daniel listened to God, continued to pray continue to do what God's word said. God delivered him from the lion's den and he continued to prosper prosper in Babylon or in another country under two different kings. So it was sustained success. If you want sustained success, it's the same model. Follow God's word, do what he commands you to do, and you will have success. But what's interesting about this passage is that same word that is oftentimes translated as success here was translated as prospered, right? So the word was translated prospered. Now, sometimes it's translated as success. This one is translated as prospered. Why? Because to prosper means to make progress or to proceed or to have success, right? So when we start to see that, we start to see, wait a minute. So other words I can look at in scripture to develop this success mentality is the idea of prospering, the idea of succeeding in what you call to do, proceeding and moving forward, right? So now it opens up our idea for success. It opens idea for what godly success is. Godly success isn't just monetarily. Um, Godly success is accomplishing what God's word 
says. Ooh, I'm preaching and I hope I'm helping you. Helping you understand you want to guarantee success in 2023? Then do what God calls you and tells you to do. Now, I do want to include this as well. The Bible also affirms hard work. Okay. I'm not one of those people, hey, sit back and name it. No. Bible also affirms hard work. Bible says that the hand in Proverbs chapter 12, 24, the hand of the diligent will rule, but the slack hand will be put to forced labor. You want to be a boss? Then you got to work, right? Um, in 1 Corinthians, the Bible says, if anyone does not provide for his own, especially those of the household of, of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Listen, unbelievers will grind. Unbelievers know that they have to work to get things done. And sometimes the Christian will think, hey, because I have God on my side, because the Lord is with me, I no longer have to work. And that's not the case. When you go back and when you look at the story of Solomon, you saw that Solomon had to work in order to accomplish building the temple. He had to hire the timber. He had to make the alliances with Tyre. He had to pull the people together and get them to work. So you still have to work. If you look at the story of Joseph, you see that the master put everything under his hand. He had to manage well. He had to guide well. Yes, the Lord was with him, but he also had skill. He also worked hard. When you look at Daniel, you see that in Daniel 1, it said Daniel was a man of wisdom. Daniel understood science and mathematics. So he put in the work to develop the skill. So I want to make sure you see both sides of the coin. You have to put in the work. You have to develop a skill. You have to have some gifting and talent and expertise, right? And you need the word of God walking in what God tells you to do and the presence of God in order to have good success. Because we don't want the success that fades. We want the success that endures to the end. We want the success so that God says, well done, that good and faithful servant. We want the success that says, hey, we've amassed this fortune and now we can do so many things like the church in Philippi. We can send missionaries and we can build churches and we can continue to expand the gospel with the wealth that we've created, with the health that we have, with the businesses that we've created. Um, Proverbs twenty two twenty nine says, do you see a skilled man in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. So develop the skill, read God's word, do what it says, and then you can guarantee success in 2023 and beyond. Woo! This is how we starting off the year. Why am I screaming? I am so excited. I am pumped about not only what God is going to do in your life, what God is going to do for those that do the will of his father, those that are encouraged and hear what God's word says do, 
and goes after it. The Bible tells us in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things. What are these other things? He mentioned them in the next verses, being clothed and being fed and being, you know, having your needs taken care of. God calls them things. You know, I, I, I give that. You know, you can have those things. I take care of the birds. I take care of the lilies. I dress the whole world. I got you on that stuff. But if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then I give you all these other things. You want to be successful? Seek first God's kingdom. Meditate in this word. And then, my friend, you will have good success. This is Lee, Bible in Real Life. Um, hope we you're off to a great year. And I look forward to seeing you next time. All right, bye-bye, everybody.